Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl, and I talk about how you can start, run, and sell a bootstrap business. A quick note before we get started. I'm writing a new book. It will be called Audience First. It will be about building your business the right way by focusing on your audience from day one, and it will itself be an audience-first book. That's why I need you. Please head over to audiencefirst.link and tell me what you want to read about in that book. Let me know the topics and themes that you think should be part of it. And you can also sign up to be an alpha reader of the first draft and be part of the writing process. This book will be completely written in public and it's a book by a founder for founders. So please head over to audiencefirst.link for more information. And since we're already talking about this, today's episode is called Audience First is not just building an audience. Let's get started. We live in overly practical times. More and more entrepreneurs have been conditioned to look for the quick fix, the growth hack that will get them months worth of success within a single day. Many founders are looking for immediately actionable tactics and they're ignoring the long-term strategies in which those should be embedded. That approach has resulted in skewed perceptions of concepts and definitions that have been muddled. The term audience has suffered this fate. And I want to offer a fresh perspective on that term and the entrepreneurial strategy that relies on it, the audience-first approach. Right now, audience-first is mostly used to describe the strategy of building a following before you build a product. The audience here is an actual audience as you'd imagine them at a rock concert. A group of people eagerly listening to the artist on stage, approving of the performance of that music that they love to hear so much, and then spending money on tickets and merchandising. They're consumers, targets of a one-directional service. The rock stars on stage, they are performing their magic, and then their audience cheers and sings along with those songs that only this virtuoso musician can perform. If you translate that into business terms, you come up with something that is understood to mean that you need to drum up a large group of people first and then build a successful business from that. You're supposed to get them onto an email list or have them assemble around you in social media, not unlike an actual audience at a rock concert. And then, at some nebulous point in the future, you will be able to sell them whatever you want. And that is where the approach often is completely misunderstood. Audience first doesn't mean that you should build an audience first. It means that you should build with and build for an audience first. It's not just that one actionable step of building a following. It's much more than that. Of course, building a following first is a great start. Don't get me wrong. It definitely will help you sell things later on. But suppose you're trying to sell the wrong things. In that case, you're just ending up with another version of the product-first approach that leaves many entrepreneurs disillusioned and disappointed. If you build something that nobody needs, it doesn't matter how large your Twitter following is. People won't buy it. A few might, because they want to support you, but that won't turn it into sustainable business. And that's the problem with the product-first approach. If you have a great idea... You start building and only later ask who this could be for and who would buy it. You're front-loading all the risk and you're delaying all the validation. You built your product for months only to find out within a few days 
that a couple of sincere and honest phone calls could have shown you that you're solving a problem that people would never budget for. It is validation that lies at the heart of the true meaning of audience first. It's not enough to gather people around you. You also need to talk to them from the start. Continuous validation needs to occur on every level over the lifetime of your business. Is their problem still critical? Does your solution still provide the value they need? Does your audience even have this problem still? Do you have to react to changes in the industry? All these questions need to be asked continuously and answered every single time. And it is here where the rock concert definition of an audience falls short. A concert is a performance and it's a product. It doesn't involve talking to the audience, it's talking at an audience, quite literally. Talking at people is the hallmark of the product-first approach, which yielded massive numbers of products that don't solve real problems for real people. If you've built something that few people want, you need to market your product heavily and you need to spend outrageous amounts of money on paid advertising trying to stuff your work into somebody's path. The audience-first approach does not require heavy after-the-fact marketing pushes. Start by understanding your audience as a group of people you want to empower. The audience comes first. Their needs come first. Their problems come first. Your idea, your solutions, your products, those come second. If you approach building a business like that, it offers you the opportunity of figuring out your audience's actual problems without assuming anything. When you observe their communities and engage with them there, ask questions, you will soon understand their challenges and roadblocks because they talk about them. Those are the things they need help with, and they're most likely to pay for solutions to those problems. Your great idea can wait until you've truly understood the problem space of any particular audience. Your idea is a result, not a starting point. Going audience first means giving up the belief that you know best. It means that once you've selected an audience you want to support with your business, you need to research and validate your findings every step of the way. This will take time and serious effort. And building a following is also an essential part of this, but by no means does it cover the full extent of the audience-first approach. If you genuinely care to empower and serve your audience, you have to involve them from the start. Instead of looking at your audience as a group of fans that you can sell something to, consider them to be people you truly want to help and empower. Consider them to be friends, people you care about, people you want to connect with, people you can talk to, and more importantly, listen to. A sustainable business is built on strong relationships. These relationships are built on trust, and that's something that you won't be able to establish with paid advertising. People will try your product. Some might stay, but many will not. Trust is a result of genuine connection. By being part of your audience, by becoming a subject matter expert within their communities, you will be able to build that reputation. This will happen slowly and over time, cannot be rushed, and no matter how many growth hacks you're encouraged to execute. You can not build a meaningful relationship with hundreds or thousands of people within a day. Relationships that are based on trust are also bidirectional. Again, the rock concert definition falls short here. No musician can know all of their fans. 
but you can know your customers. Embed yourself in their communities, become one of the tribe, and connect with the real people you're planning to support. Give selflessly without asking for anything. Help people, respond to their questions, amplify their messages. Over time, they will consider you a source of support. Building a product to serve their needs, that will be a logical consequence of your relationships within the community. They're not just an audience that must listen to you. You should listen to them even more. The opportunity of being heard should not only be yours, but theirs just as much. Your audience needs to be the reason for your product to exist, not the reason why it's selling. This is the core principle of the audience-first approach. I've written about all of these validation steps that I talk about and the necessity of picking the right audience from the start in my book, Zero to Salt. You can purchase that from Amazon and Gumroad and you'll find out more on zerotosaltbook.com. So thanks for checking it out. Right now, I would like to talk a bit, a bit about the difference between engaging your audience from the start and engaging them after you've built a product. So consider these two ways of approaching building a business. The first one is shaping the product for an audience. And the second one is shaping the audience for a product. Shaping the product for an audience means listening. It means building something that your audience has an expressed need for. Something that's for them because they want it to be for them. Then again, shaping an audience for a product means talking. Talking people into buying your product. It means convincing them that it's good for them, convincing them that they should use it. Which one do you think is more respectful and more enjoyable for your customers? At Feedback Panda, it was essential for us that our customers knew that they were being listened to. From quick answers to customer service questions, often within minutes, to regularly reaching out to individual customers to get their feedback on newly released features, we made sure that there was always an open channel between us and our users. Listening to somebody in a genuine fashion is predicated by respecting them, right? You cannot build a relationship of trust without both parties respecting each other. On our end, that meant being honest. It just meant being transparent and being vulnerable at times. When we had an unexpected maintenance and we had a couple of those, we wouldn't try to blame the third party that was responsible for it. Like even though we knew that it was not our fault, we still sucked it up and we apologized. And that, that kind of included both making clear how we'd make amends and why this wouldn't happen again in the future. It was an act of communication and it was an act of building trust. We had a lot of respect for our customers because we also really knew the hardship of their lives. Being underpaid, often, often having multiple jobs at the same time, working at 3 a.m. in the morning before waking the kids, it would be hard not to develop a deep respect for those teachers that we supported with our business. And they understood that too, because we made it very clear to them. We made a point of telling the story of one of our customers in a weekly newsletter every single week, highlighting their journey more than we'd even focus on our own product. Our customers valued that. And consequentially, the newsletter opening rates were through the roof because they found themselves reflected in our content. It wasn't just about us. It was about them. And it boils down to this. From the very first minute of your entrepreneurial journey, listen to those who you want to help. Don't assume. Don't think you know better. Treat your customers as peers and just build meaningful relationships with them. 
before you even launch a product. Building a business takes time and it is still a risky endeavor. The relationships you build will outlast any failures along the way. They will make you a better entrepreneur, they'll make you an expert in the field, and they will increase the chances of success until, one day, you just have to succeed. If you take every action with your audience in mind, if you build a truly audience-first business, this will be an extremely rewarding journey. Before I end the show today, another quick reminder, please head over to audiencefirst.link and have a look at my new book project, Audience First. I'd love to hear your feedback and ideas on audiences, on the concept of audience first, on product development, anything you can come up with. Just talk to me, give me your feedback. I need it and I'm counting on it for the book to become a success. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my current book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosoldbook.com. If you've got any questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It will help other founders, founders-to-be, find this podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their bootstrap businesses. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.